Yo, 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 welcome back. This is another episode of Soul of the Game. I'm your host, Cameron Winston, with my guy, Chris Reed. Yo, 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 what's up with it? And Soul of the Game is partnered by the Post Podcast Network, which is also sponsored by the Tix Blitz. Tix Blitz is the official ticket provider for the Post Podcast Network. And we have a quick little ad for you from the Tix Blitz Network. So let's play it for you real quick. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Now, again, you can use the tick splits app for sports sporting events concerts you know so once you download the tick splits apps you can use it for sporting events or concerts or whatever the promo code to use is post um in all caps and you're, you're good to go right there so i got my guy chris reed back you know it's been two episodes without him um so i mean let's get to it bro so it's been it's officially been ten years since Drake's so far gone, and you know you really I mean just when you're listening to it you really don't think you know a guy a guy from Canada at the beginning back in 2009 you didn't think a guy from Canada was really gonna become one of the top hip hop figures of you know all time and just now and it's just it's just crazy to witness because it's just like well we were 11 back then. And we were in what middle school? Now we're in college. Oh, you graduated, but <laughs> but now I mean we're adults now, and just the impact Drake has had on you know the the community of uh, the hip hop community, um, and just kind of like the hip hop culture, you know, has been crazy. I mean, from the beginning, I mean, when you listen to that album, just listening back to the album, you kind of figure like. Drake was for sure an R his his genre was more R and B. Like his songs were just on another level of when it comes to R and B. Rap bars, subpar. They were cool. I'm not trying to hate because we because I'm I'm not a Drake hater anymore. <laughs> but but I mean just listening back like um, it just brings back a lot of memories back in 2009. You know, and you are a Drake hater. I'm not a <laughs> Nah, but just like I love Drake. I just hate his stands. <laughs> and just if we're doing an album, I mean, basically we're doing an album review. Is just you know what what's up with you on your the impact so far guy has had had on you back then. Oh well, had on me. I don't, I don't know really about had on me, but that's a great album. I I used to listen to or you know album slash EP mm-hmm. whatever they want to call it. That's that's a classic right there. Not only just because it's the first thing he dropped started off his career on top of that but then also because 
best I ever had. That that was like a radio hit right there. That was yeah, like, yeah. That almost sums up of time a time period of like middle school when you hear that song. It can make you reflect to what you're doing during that time. So um, just that song alone on So Far Gone. It's almost like when I listen to that, I get a nostalgic feel because it's been a while. I mean, we're still young yet. Mm-hmm. Ten years has passed. Ten years has passed. I mean, he's grown a lot from where he has been. You know, he's ventured into other parts of the music industry. You know, has a sort of different style now, but I would say it was a good beginning to a long career that he's had. Mm-hmm. It was a classic beginning. What would you say is your favorite track off the album? Ooh. Favorite track, okay. Um, November eighteenth, or eighteenth, a night off. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? And I don't know. For me, I, I for me, I kind of have to go uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. or um, you know, obvious. Um, actually, not even obvious. I wasn't gonna say best. I shouldn't say best I ever had because it wasn't successful. Successful. So, so I remember, bro. I remember that Wait. was like, what's up? Say what's real. Was that on there? Nah. No. Oh, okay. That was just around the time, though. That was like maybe after he dropped it. That oh wait, like, it was my bad. It was. Right, oh yeah. Okay, I'm looking. See. I'm looking at it. I'm just <laughs> say. Okay. That nah. That that's like those those three. November 18th, a night off, and say what's real. Those mm-hmm. three right there. Those are like the to me. Those are the best songs on. That album, or at least that I just like the most. For me, it gotta go little bit successful and House Line of Vegas. Okay, because I mean, just I but I really remember this always bumping successful, bro. Because it's just like when him and Trey songs, like bro, like I was, I was a big Trey songs fan back then. Mm-hmm. And I was just like when he was on that song, I was just like, bro, this just vibe, bro. It's just a, okay. It's just let vibe. me ask you this: You like successful better, or do you like um, his other song that he did with Trey songs? Um, I think of the song name. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me let me, <laughs> let me let me think about this for a minute, bro. Just hurry up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm really trying replacement to think. Replacement girl. Oh, replacement girl. Yeah, replacement girl are successful. Which yeah, one? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna front. Like I, I didn't even listen to replacement. Girl, oh so, man. So uh, of course I'm going. Of course, of course what? I'm going with successful, bro. Oh, bro. Of course I'm going replacement successful. Replacement girl is two times better. What are you talking about? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm ignorant. When it, I'm ignorant in that in that one right there, because it's like I haven't listened to it yet. But I gotta go successful though. I'm, I'm gonna need you to listen to that. After. All right. I will listen. And then I will listen, weeks, I will listen to it today. I'm gonna let you listen to that for a couple weeks, let it grow on you, and then I'm gonna ask you that question again. Right, I will Replacement to- girl, man, this is it's a great song. I will listen to it today. I'll make sure of that. Uh, probably not today, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, why November 18th? Um, I think it was more of the vibe. I think that song just sounded more natural to me. Mm. The way he would, um. The way it came across when he had made it, so I would probably say that was the first song I think I heard on there as well. Because what I like to do when I click albums, most people listening to it front to back mm-hmm. or back to front, I just click shuffle. Oh, you one of those people? Yeah, and I don't know. I hate that. How do you do that, bro? Like you know damn well, like there's certain albums where you cannot listen to. But see, that's the shuffle. reason I do it. People judge it just from the front to back sometimes. 
and try to put it all together. What I like to do is I like to hit shuffle first. I listen to each song, take in each song randomly, pick the ones I like, and then I listen to it in order. Look at that. Then I I, you have a strategic approach to it. <laughs> so, yeah, the besides Best I Ever Had, because that was like the radio hit, uh-huh. um, when I first clicked that album and hit Shuffle, which back then was not like on iTunes or LimeWire or whatnot. Um, yeah, that was definitely, I don't even think it was on iTunes. iPod it was, Touch. It was yeah. on like, was it on SoundCloud? I don't know. I know. Oh, It'll no. probably, you could probably find it on that <laughs> piff though, bro. I just remember I used to download <laughs> everything on LimeWire. But I, I just hit Shuffle, and I remember that was the first song I heard. Plus, he used one of my favorite lines that Ghostface Killer. When he said that, I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I see you, I see you." So, November eighteenth, yeah, that's that's why that was probably one of my my favorite songs on that one. Um, what about you? Well, no, you said successful, but yeah. what about the other ones? I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's just more for me like that. Um, just the vibe of it It's just like the soft You know Melodic vibe Where it's just like I mean I think it's like It's the perfect weather To listen to those songs Because it's been raining And we're actually <laughs> This global warming's crazy So we actually Sam. been Having a real <laughs> I'm not sipping I'm saying it's like It's good to vibe with bro You're just like chilling And you vibing You just kind of like You know People that smoke But <laughs> You smoking and stuff but oh, so uh, I'm not smoking I'm not saying I'm smoking I'm just saying For people that smoke mm-hmm. Like if you were a smoker bro It's just like and in this weather, it would be perfect. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I don't smoke. I hear what you're saying. We pa- we passed that part already. Look, I'm saying I don't smoke. I don't be on record of this. I don't smoke. <laughs> but no, nah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. The, I mean, they, that album brings back memories mm-hmm. for sure. The R&B songs are much better than the rapping. I don't know. Say it was real was hard. Say was I honestly like the way Drake rapped better back then than he does now, especially in Say What's Real. That's he was going in on Say What's Real. That's like a whole song of just him rapping. I was thinking, bro, today I was just like, if I had to, if I had a grading scale and I was supposed to, because Drake can rap, uh-huh. like that's, but he's not one of those people that you're just like, okay, he's not gonna go in terms of lyrics. He's not gonna go toe to toe with like someone like Kendrick Lamar, or J Cole. But I mean, I mean. If I had to go on a grade scale of how his raps are, I would kind of give him like a B or B minus. Yeah, I could live with that. I could live with that. I think, like, I think he just likes making more of the radio hits mm-hmm. now. Because, I mean, I mean yeah, when, you got, nothing less yeah, when it comes to radio hits, bro, like, bro's an A+. Plus. Yeah, see, that, when, make, that, when it comes to making hits, he knows it's an A+. Yeah. Plus. And that's what I think the difference was because when he first got into the game, he was still trying to prove himself. So, I mean, obviously, he had the radio hits and bangers, but his rapping was a lot better mm-hmm. because, you know, he had to prove he can rap. But now that everybody knew he could rap and sing, what he may, mainly gets his radio hits from is a combination of, like, a kind of, I don't want to say watered down, but, like, a more simple type of rap style uh. than, like, extra lyrical. And then him singing, or, like, a hook. And he gets radio hits off of that. But then there's sometimes he'll have songs like um, Free Smoke, where he'll kind of go in, I really not like really lyrically. Song. I know that's what I'm saying. Not really lyrically, like he's going extra mm-hmm. hard. But you know, he's putting more of his rapping mm-hmm. side on display than usual. Awesome. So I think he can do it. He just doesn't because he likes the radio hits better. I mean, he make he making money. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, making money. Billboards, top one hundreds, all that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, shoot, bro. I was like, what? Oh, mob ties. It's mob mob ties. I feel. I swear. Uh, he goes off on mob ties. And yes, V. Yes, V. 
I'm giving Drake credit. You can't call me a hater today. Boo. You cannot. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Mob Ties too. Yeah, I mean, um, Loki, I've been like listening to Scorpion back over, and I was just like, I actually like it. Like, in the beginning, I, I think I just needed time. Because, you know, I mean, with albums when this stuff is like overhyped, and it's like, we don't like stands, I got to give it time, mm-hmm. of course, to reevaluate it. I hear you. I hear you on that. I'm going to mess with it. Yeah. But, you know, um, heading to the Grammys now and staying on the subject of Drake. Uh, I mean, he, he's being real. He brought up a real point about the Grammys that, uh, you know, a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people think. I mean, if you guys didn't, you know, watch the Grammys or see the video of it, he says, I want to take this opportunity while I'm up here to just talk to all the kids that are watching this, aspiring to do music. All my peers that make music from their heart, that do things pure and tell the truth, I want, want to let you know we're playing an opinion-based sport, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the NBA where at the end of the year you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions or won the games. This is a business where sometimes it's up to a bunch of people who might not understand what a mixed-race kid from Canada has to say or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else or a brother from Houston right there, my brother Travis Scott. But my point is, you've already won. If you have people singing your songs word for word, if you're a hero in your hometown, look, if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy the tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here. I promise you already won. Then they cut to commercial. And that was real, and that was real right there because, you know, I mean, a lot of, like, a lot of us fans of the hip-hop culture uh, <laughs> have a, you know, have said many times, just like the Grammys have a huge, huge issue. I mean, the year that Macklemore won Best Rap Album of the Year over Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp To Pimp a Butterfly." I mean, we were, I mean, Twitter was going in flames. Everyone was losing their minds. Everyone was pissed because how are you gonna put the "To Pimp a Butterfly," which is a beautiful, you know, piece of art right there? I mean. And at the time, I think, at the time, remember, like, remember on Twitter when no one really liked to pimp a butterfly? Remember, everybody was just like, oh, this is trash. Now, all of a sudden, we're all, a lot of, well, because I, I like to pimp a butterfly, so I shouldn't say we're all. But a lot of people are now just saying, this is a classic. This is a great album. I mean, Kendrick really mixed, you know, jazz and rap and just so many sounds together and had a, you know, an unorthodox or, you know, just a unique style to that sound. I mean, but at the end of the day, none of that stuff really does matter at the end because it's like you don't need accolades to prove you're, you're, you made it, you're at the top. I mean, you're getting recognition by, you know, fans and just, you know, media and just being there saying you finally made it. Like, that's just, it's a big relief. And, you know, Drake spoke that real and the Grammys got mad. <laughs> yeah, they did cut it like off. <laughs> I agree with you. He was he was speaking real. You know, usually I told you that's one thing I get on Drake about is that like when problems or controversial issues comes up, he kind of takes a backseat, mm-hmm. doesn't really have no hand in it. So the fact that he stood up to say that, I mean, whether it's a little step, it's still a step in the right you know direction. Mm-hmm. And while doing that at the Grammys, too, you know that, that's big. He could have waited till after and just hop on social media, but he did that while he had his speech, knowing it would be tons of people watching. And not just his fans, but 
people from other people fans and different ethnicities and races all over the world. So I mean, yeah, he. I give him credit for that one. I give him credit for that one. He he definitely stepped up. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Um, but the pretty much the question we have to ask ourselves is, what's wrong with the Grammys? Because uh, I mean, you had that. You had the year where Macklemore's album won over, you know, Kendrick Lamar's album to Pimp a Butterfly. And Twitter went up in uproar because we all know to Pimp a Butterfly was a beautiful piece of work because Kendrick did something out of the ordinary, mixing the jazz sounds and all the and rap and hip hop and all these other sounds together and just rapping with it. I mean, and I, I you know, initially at the beginning. A lot of people didn't like it. I wasn't one of those people. I know you weren't, Reed, because me and you were talking about it. We're just like, hey, it's Pimp a Butterfly. This thing slaps. Mm-hmm. You know, and, of course, over time, that whole perspective changed. And in a way, you... I mean, you had J. Cole basically bring this kind of... This issue basically up in Fire Squad. And, you know... I mean, he, tar- he targeted... Just, just the ridiculousness of the of the Grammys and the whole situation of that. Um, but I mean, this year we had Cardi B when Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy win Rap Album of the Year over Mac Miller's Swimming, Travis Scott's Astro World, Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap. Victory Lap. Victory Lap. Wow, look at you saying the wrong album. And you Nips, and you call yourself a Nipsey fan. <sighs> Disrespectful. And Pusha T's Daytona. Um. I'm mad J-Rock wasn't in there. Redemption. Um, my guy, Childish Gambino, won most of his accolades, so I was happy. So, you know, you know, had to rub it in there. Gambino! <laughs> hey, but, nah, you know, what are your thoughts, basically, on that situation of Cardi B's album winning rap album, rap album of the year? Keep it real with you, I did not hear most of her album. I only heard the songs that came on the radio, which is like two, I think, or three. Mm. So I can't really judge her album. But from what I heard vastly, I'm from, I I guess, the rest of the songs, like the ones I heard on the radio, I wouldn't say she, her rap album was necessarily better than the others. But see, the problem with judging rap albums, or just albums in general, like I'm saying, it's all preference. Yeah. So if you have a lot of people that like more of the radio hits then I could see why her album would win because you only heard, what, Dedication on the radio from Nipsey Hussle? And that wasn't... Victory. I mean, oh, you're, yeah, oh, you're talking the song. The song Dedication. The song. <laughs> and it wasn't played nearly as much as Cardi B songs. Mm. Um, you have Daytona. I don't even... what You maybe heard it every once in a while, a song from Daytona on the radio. You, no. Maybe. If you know, you know. Exactly. So I mean, it just—I guess it's all preference, really. But Astro bro. Uh, yeah, Astroworld. I was—I was surprised. See, now, I really thought Astro. That's different. See, Astro because that had a lot of mainstream or Mac at least. Yeah, because he I died. Mean, so I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's Rest all preference. Soul. It's all preference. And two, it's the people who judging. They just might like Cardi B better than everybody else. Or you can go on the flip side, in which, like a lot of people have been saying, it's them, you know, trying to push a certain agenda. Or not. So I guess it just all depends on how you look at it, which way you want to go. Because you can go both routes. From history, you can see maybe there has been an agenda. Last time, what was it? You said 2004, the last time a rap album 
like really lyrical well, rap. I, I didn't say that yet, but we talked about oh, that yeah. before the sh- recording. But so, I mean, you can go that. You, <laughs> you, go you just jump. Yeah. You just jumped the whole gun, you can, you messing can, up my own show. <laughs> Come on, that man. Way, or you can just go the preference way. I mean, little foreshadowing won't hurt. But or you can go the preference <laughs> way. So I mean, either one makes sense, I guess. If it was me and I had to choose, I would have picked dedication. Oh, you you victory lap. Dedication. I'm saying is the song. Now I know the album is Victory that I'm saying the song dedication over any of her album just that song itself. Oh okay. Yeah, just that yeah, song itself. Because I'm because <laughs> you are you already called it dedication earlier, so I was just trying to make sure I'm like oh. you get you have the name oh, no, right, I'll bro. Right. That song alone over all her, her music, but I don't really listen to her music. It's not my cup of tea, so that's why I say it's all preference. Yeah, nah. But I mean, for my for me, my stance on this is basically, I mean. I stay on Cardi B because she's fine. She's fine. All right? Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but not nah, like, you know, I give her credit because, you know, she was the first female art, female rap artist to ever win, win the award. And so she made history. And, I, you know, respect to her. Um, and I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to knock her. It's just like. Yeah, that's facts. Like, that's at facts. the end of the day, it's just like, okay, I'm, I support you. Like, congratulations, you won. It's just, and I'm not trying to be one of those haters that are just bashing her and like, you know, yeah. and but I don't know. Just for me, well, for me, I'm gonna say, Mac Miller's Mac Miller's swimming album was great. Yeah, it was great. But that's like top two right there. That's after let's be let's but let's be real. If he was alive, it wouldn't have been nominated. Oh yeah, that's because easy. I mean, because he's too under he's too underrated of an artist. Yes, that oh yeah, that's facts. Because when he was alive, he would only sell like mm-hmm. fifty four thousand because nobody would bother listening to. Him. Mm-hmm. Even though he still made great music, so yeah, I I, I see your point on that. But um, I for me, top two, who I would have picked at least, either it's either between uh, Astro World, and you're gonna be surprised that I say this though, because I was just saying it's pretty overrated. Pusha T's Daytona album, those really? are the tops going top two. Really, because that's interesting. Because it's just the body of work, it's just I mean Travis Scott had the hype. Uh-huh. So and his production was amazing on, on Astro World. You know, I mean everybody was going everybody was going crazy um, when the album dropped. I hate that everyone made Sickle Mode try to make. Like, I hate how everyone made that the you know best song on Rest album. Rest in peace, screw and no bystanders. Those are like the best. I love, bro. I love resting. I love Rest in Peace Screw because yeah. Sway Lee and Travis as a hit. I know. I love. I love that song, bro. It's just and no bystanders, bro. Like. That. What's the one with Nav on it? Um, no. Oh yeah. Um, that's Yo's Mike. Yo's Mike. Yo's Mike. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. No Yosemite, bro. That. That's like, bro, Astro Thunder, bro. I mean, bro. The, shut up. Shut up, Reed. He's he's Whoa. yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> Not. But yeah. I mean that. The album was really great. I mean, that album was a, was just a great body of work right there. Daytona, and I told you, and you can listen back, and if you've been a, you know active listener, but you you can listen back of why I feel like Pusha T's Daytona is the most overrated album of 2018, and that's Hater. that's in, that's in our 2018 Hater. recap episode. The only reason, I, but Hater. you know the you know the only reason I say that is because of the limited body of work. Because I, I hated that it was only like seven I said, songs. So I would take seven fire songs over a fifteen song album with only three good songs <laughs> and two radio hits. I'm just saying, Brody. 
I'm just saying. It's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. Yeah, it's your opinion, but it's a, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like you see, you know, I be bumping Daytona though. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying, I don't think it was the best rap album of 2018. Yeah, that goes. You're right. That goes I'm to going victory lap. No. Yes. Dedication. No. no that so you. So you're. So really, really, and you would take that over KOD. Huh? You would take. You would I, take honestly, victory lap over no, KOD. No, look. Real talk though. Not just that song, dedication, but I would take. To me, Nipsey had the best album of the year. If him or J Rock, one of the two. <laughs> And then, so not some you don't and you don't think KOD exactly you know how big of a J Cole fan I am I really think for me I think KOD and we're we're bringing this back up I think you know I think KOD because when you rap about when you have an album that's literally hitting almost every so you know relevant addiction mm-hmm. you know you know in this era. You automatically win, bro. See, like, you talking about the addiction of cheating. You're talking about addiction of money. You're talking about addiction of drugs. You're talking see, about... My problem is... You're talking about addiction of social media. My problem is Nipsey... He did a, he did addiction. Nipsey adjusted... He... I mean, uh, what do you call it? He addressed structural, household, and community devastations throughout all teens. Especially black teens, addressed all of those, all of those from a standpoint of going through it and making it out. So not only is he addressing it, so now you, you know you have something to relate to. He's showing you a way how to make it out of that. What to focus on, what not to focus. Jay Z did the same. That's what I'm saying. I mean, except for I just like Nipsey Hussle better. So <laughs> no, but no, no, I, but I hear you, bro. I hear you, and it, and I'm not even gonna lie. You know, you know, I'm not a big Nipsey fan. Like you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten into his music, and when I have listened to it, like it's just I feel like it's not for me, or just like I'm just not put onto the right things. But I was listening back to uh, Victory Lab, and I, you know, I have it in my library. Um, I was listening back, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a fire album!" Like I really like it. it is a fire. And don't get me wrong, it is a fire album. But but I hear you. I hear you. I mean, if you t- if you're taking, and that's your and that's for you. That's your rap rap album of the year. You would take Victory Lap over all those other categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all those other nominations. Yeah, J Rock like a close second. <clears throat> okay, but he's not in those nominations. So I'm I saying know, I'm out of those saying. nominations. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, yeah. So, but for me, um, for me, I, I would. I mean, for me, if I, I find it weird, because it's just like you have three, you know, lyrically great albums mm-hmm. nominated. Um. For sure, I, I feel like for sure this year was this rap album um, year was just a really tough tough decision. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But there's I a th- lot of people that came out with some good mm-hmm. albums. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's respect to Cardi B. Yeah, that's facts. Always congratulations on the win. Mm-hmm. So respect it. She did her thing. Uh, and no matter what, you know, everybody has their own opinions. Mm-hmm. And an award is just an award. Congrats. Yeah, Congrats. So congratulations to Cardi B. I know. At the end of the day, she's really rich and we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really fine. She True. is fine. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but another thing I want to bring up that Reed foreshadowed was Album of the Year. Because, I mean, the nominees for Album of the Year this year was Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy, uh-huh. Brandy Carlile, By the Way, I Forgive You, uh-huh. uh, Drake Scorpion, Uh-huh. Hers, her, uh huh, 
Post Malone's Beer Bong and Bentley's. Great album. Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Ooh. Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour. Uh-huh. And Kendrick Lamar's production of the Black Panther album. Right. Casey Musgrave's one for Golden Hour. Right. Now, I just find it weird that, you know, you haven't had a rap album win album of the year. And you had a rap, you had literally a rap heavy nomination list. Yes, this is true. Two people you haven't even heard of those people. Like, of course, like, of course, other people have. Of course, if you know, if you know Casey Mug- Musgraves and uh, what's her name, Brandy Carlile. Like, okay, you know them. So, other, but mo- most people, because hip hop is now the most listened to genre of music. Mm-hmm. Statistics say it is the most listened to genre of music in in today. Mm-hmm. So. But it's just weird that you have a hip-hop-heavy nomination list and not one of them wins Album of the Year. Now, like Reed said, I was going to bring up, we haven't had a rap album or hip-hop album win Album of the Year since 2004, and that was Outkast's album. My bad. And it was, let me get, I'm pulling it up right now, Outkast, Speaker Box, and The Love Below. It's a great album. You never even heard it. Shut up. It's a great album. You capping. But, <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> but I mean, I just find that weird because it's just like, you know, Post Malone. I mean, a lot, everybody loves Post Malone. You know I hate Post Malone, but everybody loves Post Malone. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not even going to lie. There's songs, there's songs off that album that I bumped, like the song with him and Sway Lee. Like, Post Malone's a great album. Well, yes, that song, song is freaking fire, bro. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you had Hers, Her. And like I said, Drake Scorpion. It's just like you have all you have a whole list of hip hop artists and popular artists, and then you have the Black Panther album, like one of the best movie soundtrack albums. Mm-hmm. I said one of the best, so no one say I'm no one think I'm saying the best because I mean I have, there's not a lot of soundtrack albums I've heard, but <laughs> one of the best soundtrack albums to to, to today. Mm-hmm. Um. And just for Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, I never heard, heard one song. I didn't even hear, bro. It's just like, did you hear? Not, did you hear one song on the radio from her? Oh, I don't listen to the radio. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's a bad but, question for me. <laughs> no, but I, but I, that's true. That's true. But, <laughs> Most people listen to the radio. I don't. I can't stand the radio. No, yeah, the radio's not. But yeah, at the end of the day, who the hell listened to that, bro? What? This is what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I, I know it's it preference. preference. I know. Silly. But that's weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Also, this. Look at it from a business standpoint. How many hip-hop artists, rap artists, you know, in the middle of that won nominations? I mean, won awards, not nominations, Grammys. What are you talking about? What was the question? How many, like, rappers and hip-hop artists won, like, Grammys? Versus people like Musgraves, or because if you think about it, if you that's just true. have all. I mean, Jay Z has a lot of Grammys. But. That's what I'm saying. Look, if you just have all rappers and hip hop artists, then maybe country singers or rock and roll. Then you know, obviously they have their own, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not going to be really like, oh, I want to win a Grammy because it never <laughs> happens. It's going to just now be more of a rap and hip hop award. 
but because you have diversification now everybody's trying to put out great and quality music to watch it now you have fans not just from hip-hop and rap but from country music and this music trying to watch it to see who wins the grammy or the album wins oh the i like that and although i do agree that if that was the case they should have picked a better award to do that for than album of the year but sometimes you, you just gotta choose your poison that could be the case, or it could be a preference, or like you said, it could be them pushing agenda. All three are logical to me, so it could be one or the other. But, I mean, it's just, I guess it's just, the most logical to me one is just, is just preference. Because, I mean, I feel like they wouldn't put somebody up there who's random and doesn't, like, have any type of traction to win album of the year. So, probably for our preference, we might not like her, we probably never heard of her, but... Who knows? Some people on the other side of the world might bump her twenty four seven, and she might be big out there. So, you know, yeah, it's like, our preference. Like someone in Philly. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I know. I I hear you, bro. And it's just like, again, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, and you know, I'm not trying to say she wasn't deserving of the win. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that it's been. 15 years since a hip-hop album has won album of the year yeah, and is, i just find a long time and i just find that weird i have you that is a long time 15 years i mean i, I mean five years old real real stuff i mean last year you had kendrick lamar's damn mm-hmm. 444 jay-z mm-hmm. um Awaken My Love, he, it's still hip-hop because that's R&B. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the Neo Soul. Um, and, of course, Bruno Mars won it for 24 Karat Magic. And and that was that was definitely deserving of. Yeah, that album was a great like, That was a fire album. That, it was and so that was deserving. Back and it, and, and that, depends, that depends if you want to consider Bruno Mars' album hip-hop, though. Too, you gotta think about it. Like, yeah, that's true. Because I was like, he had that, he had that flow. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he's like low-key like a pop artist. Like, But it's just like, it's like, what art? Like, I don't know what genre is he alter. I, I don't know, but it's just like, what do you consider that? I don't know. I think he goes between both. Like, I say he's more of pop, but that album itself, you mm-hmm. can go with hip hop because that's that's the vibe that it had. A throwback, mm-hmm. classic, like poison, you know, mm-hmm. salt and pepper kind of vibe. Like, that's really how I feel about it. I mean, I don't know about other people, but that's. That's how I got so I'd probably say you can go with hip hop for that one. I wouldn't blame nobody for going hip hop mm-hmm. for that one. Do you do you find it weird that Forest Hills Drive never won? Like J. Cole's Forest Hills Drive yes. never never won a Grammy? Yes. Like J. Cole has never won a Grammy. I find it very, very, very odd that he's number one, never won a Grammy, and he's just about been double platinum on every album he's dropped. Oh no features. With no you features. gotta add that with no features because no you never you can never forget and that. His own production. Yeah, he does. He and does produce his own, own music, and he's never won a Grammy. That's. But I'm I'm just got like That's I hate I how people people were make Laura laughing because it's like oh future won a Grammy before J Cole, mm-hmm. yeah, but I was just like bro realistically if you watch J Cole interviews you can tell he does not care at all. Yes, like he even said he doesn't care, but he's just like he does not care he at all. Care. But that I, that is what I'm saying that makes, to me, the point of what I'm saying. Future, everybody knows he does well, just about he's not a better rapper than J. Cole. But his music is more of mainstream, meaning he, his music goes to radio mm. when he drops. 
And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people hear that. They might prefer that than to, you know, J. Cole's music. And because of that, he won a Grammy. So that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes I think it's preference, especially depending on who you... Because now think if the people you have judging only listen to the radio, why would some other people win Grammys if they don't get on the radio that often? They're not going to hear their music that much. And I doubt they really have the time, or at least they might have the time, but would they really want to listen to every album that came out that year and every song on that album? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I just... You gotta look at it logically, even though it can be something else. I hear you, bro. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and play our advertisement for you. Um, next up, we have we're gonna hit the NBA. All right, so stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Eight Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. I'll say it one more time marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com and we hope to hear from you soon welcome back welcome back so i want to talk about someone very dear to my heart <laughs> boy that, no simping again. That, shut up boy <laughs> that was a former laker that was wrongfully done Traded, uh, shut up. Traded away in his uh, second. I'm bro. I'm doing a eulogy. Shut up, bro. <laughs> I'm doing a whole, your eulogy. I'm doing a whole speech. Leave me alone. Dude, you know, traded away after his second season because Magic Johnson said we needed a leader. We this guy, you know, he goes by the name of D'Angelo Russell, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. First, first time NBA All Star. Why the heck did we trade that man? I swear, the day I the day I saw that, uh, saw that notification on my phone, I was hot. You not understand? I was pissed off, bro. Like, D like, oh my god, bro. We 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 can never just be patient. I can tell you why. At least what I why I think, but like I said, you know I agree with you on this one. I, I wouldn't have traded D'Lo or Julius Randle. We didn't trade Julius Randle. We let him go. We'll let him go. You're right. Let him go. I want to let him go or trade uh, Angelo Russell. But, I mean, part of it, obviously, I think, even though they said they got past it, I think that situation was a, a part of it with um, Nick Young when he basically snitched on him. But, bro, at the end of the day, it's like, bro, really, bro? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, y'all, y'all, y'all really defending the guy that she did. Well, no. They're you know, obviously, they're both in the wrong. Well, yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're both in the wrong. Yeah, my, my thing is just, because look, from a locker room standpoint, when you're in the locker room, that's the time where you can relax, basically. Unless the media comes in for interviews after. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the locker room or when you're in the Hotel. Lakers facility or whatever it is, yeah. and you're chilling, 
that's supposed to be your time to relax because you're with your teammates. That's supposed to be your brothers, your family. That's where you build the chemistry. But now if you go into the locker room and have to watch what you say all the time, watch what you do, because you think D'Angelo Russell is going to snitch on you or leak something out to go viral, it breaks up the chemistry. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah. I mean, and I was in Kobe's last year and... You know, you had the reports of, you know, they isolated him. But at the end of the day, we all know Kobe, he didn't care, bro. (laughs) He isolated himself from that whole team. But, um, yeah, I mean, everybody isolated away from him, didn't didn't really talk to him, didn't really, you know, uh, try to engage with him. And I understand it, but then you had, like, that wasn't, if you were going to trade him, you should have traded him. Of course, you know, Magic wasn't the president at the time. But, I mean, if if that was really a big issue, you know, shouldn't shouldn't you have traded him? After that, like the season, you know, in the off season during the, after yeah. that whole situation. See, I know I agree with that, and I think part of it maybe they tried to go on with it, and I'm, I think that's why where Magic kind of got the idea that maybe he wasn't a leader, not really because he wasn't a leader, but just maybe his teammates weren't responding to him because of what happened. You know, part of being a leader is having a good credibility, mm-hmm. having you know being able to be respectable by the uh, people you're leading. So if he doesn't have a good credibility because of what he did in the past and they're not respecting them because what they what uh, he did they feel was wrong, then of course they're not going to listen to him. When he's trying to call plays or at the end of the game he's trying to get them to do this, they're like, man, why well, I got to listen to him for in practice? He's trying to yell at him that they should be doing this and they're not listening. because So yeah, it looks like it's probably going to look like he's not a, a leader. So I mean, even though I hated that we traded him, maybe... It was the best situation for him. Oh yeah, to get traded. I mean, he yeah. said he even said it was the best situation for, situation for him. I mean, I'm just saying like, we're now we're just kicking ourselves in the butt uh, because look at what he's doing out in Brooklyn. I mean, he yep. made the All Star team, having a great year. It's just oh my goodness, bro! Like he stepped it up big time. Because I'm all, I'm always rooting for D'Lo. Always mm-hmm. like when Same he got here. traded, I was like, okay, I'm always rooting. Same with Julius. I'm rooting for Julius. I know, man. Julius, oh, he killed us. He killed us when we nah. played them. And then, you know, yes, uh, the Thursday's game against the th- against the Thunder. Yeah, he dropped. Well, he had like thirty. I think he had thirty three and twelve. Yep. So I mean, the dude was, and he he's hitting the three point shots now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing a lot. Like, better. bro, just he's give. I, was like, I just don't understand why we can't give these. Young but guys I mean, time. what we had him? What maybe a year or two years? Maybe after he came back from breaking his leg. Yeah, I'm like four years. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like four seasons with us, I think. Like, of course, the first first year he came back, he didn't play that much. Mm -hmm. It was in. Then the next two years. No, he played a lot. He played a lot. The next two years. I mean, what was that adjustment period, though? Like, basically, how how I rank it, like Paul George. His first year, he came back from his broken leg. He was trash. Now, this year, you see how he's playing. So, like, his first year is his his adjustment period. Last year, he was killing, though. Yeah. Last year, he was killing. Sort of. No, like sort of. That since when January hit, that dude was a Man. monster. Why? He was a, he was a big reason why we were winning. Sort of. He was a big yeah. reason, yeah. It, bro. It's not sort of. It's a fact. Sort of. It's dude, not a fact. Bro, dude was averaging twenty and freaking twelve. Wait, he was who shooting. Are we talking about? Julius Randle. I'm talking about Paul George. What? Where did Paul George come from? If you would have let me make my point. No, wait. You should have just said Paul George. When did he ever get in this picture? Bruh. You don't be listening to me. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I will. Chat, look, this is what I'm saying. Okay, like I said, Julius Randle adjustment period. I was saying similar to how I get Paul George's adjustment period. His first year, he came back from breaking his leg. He was trash, 
right? You never said Paul George. I, I hear you. I hear. I swear, I I swear you George. did not. I swear you did not say Paul George. That's why the whole time I thought we were talking about Julius because Watch he broke his re- leg. Watch when you record it. You gonna hear me say when Paul I replay George. it. When I replay you're, it, because I am recording right now. We should check on this. Let's do ten dollars. I already I owe you money, so I'm not. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not doing. I need more money. Right. Let's do ten dollars. I am broke. No, but anyway, so so look, look, look. Like I'm saying, so no, he got his adjustment period. You gonna keep right? slamming the table? He got his adjustment period. Then this year, Paul George, he's balling out. Mm. Even way he's having career highs. That's how I feel it was with Julius Randle. He did come back that one year, but I gave him his adjustment period, which I don't really count. I mean, you're still trying to get conditioned, get used to playing again. It's not like coming back to like a high school thing. These are the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. You got to get used to going against that again. You can't simulate game time play. Game time play. So I gave him that year. And then what? We had him like two years after that. Yeah. He came back. So those two years. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like we should have let him go. I think part of it too was just the way we utilized him. I mean, we tried to make him more than, like, what he was. Obviously, he could shoot the three a little bit. He can handle when he handles. But right, when he was with us, he really couldn't shoot. I mean, uh, that's why I said a little bit. Yeah. The problem with us, we were trying to have him shoot the three a lot. Yeah. He's not uh, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns. That was our problem. Hey, we didn't utilize him. It, we it were wasn't, trying to have him shoot threes a lot. It wasn't until his last season with us. Where you know we found a great role for him, where he's less like, you know, he can play that small ball five, he can play in those small ball lineups and everything, like, and he's gonna start. And you saw the dude got, dude got his numbers exactly. And he got. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of should have got a fat check. Should have got a fat check this offseason, but we'll see that, if he. That's what out. I'm saying. A lot of what like the negative that he had, I think, was just part of the Lakers' fault, just finding the role for him. Because we had him trying to bring the ball up a lot of times and fast break. They, we had him trying to shoot threes and corner threes and come up, like, pick and roll. That's not what he does. Mm. Why are we having him do that? So that's what I'm saying. Now that he started getting utilized right the last year, you see he had 20 and 12. And then now when he's over here at the Pelicans, he's he's balling out. And he has career highs, too, this year. So. And I feel like at the, at the same time uh, with D'Lo, I mean, he didn't have a you know a great situation as well. I mean, first you know first season with us, Kobe's retiring. Byron mm-hmm. Scott's the coach. Byron Scott was doing some weird stuff with him in terms of playing time. Next season, Luke Walton's the coach. He's having a better season, but Luke's being Luke and doesn't really you know is not giving him that full the yeah. full you know throttle. Yeah, full throttle to you know take over the offense and just take over the team. I mean, those games he's just like you know you're sitting up, sitting on the bench and all that, mm-hmm. you know. So I get you opportunity like and you know trade for the trade for D'Lo, best thing that could have happened for him in his career. Yeah, he, he's I for agree. sure gonna get paid this offseason. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. <clears throat> but speaking of Luke Walton as well, you know there's a lot of commotion right now with the cancer. On the team, LeBron James, mm-hmm. the little toxic mofo that's running the Lakers. God, I hate that dude. <laughs> but, you know, everybody's saying Luke should get fired right now. Do you think Luke, you think firing Luke is the right decision right I now? I disagree with that. I wouldn't fire him. I wouldn't. Part of it, I mean, just sample size, we're fourth in the West when we are healthy. We're playing good. 
since then, I don't think we've had a full roster. LeBron missed 18 games. Rondo missed with his hand. Zoe was out for a little bit. Zoe still was out. out. I know Zoe's still out. Kuzma was out. Rondo broke his hand, came back, and then got hurt again, right? Yeah. So, like, we haven't had a full roster in a while. And it's hard. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You can get away with that in the East. Well, at least now the East is a lot better. But a year, two years ago, you could get away with that in the East because the East was pretty weak. This is the West. The the teams are stacked. It's that simple. So, I mean, you got to bring your best just about every night. Every night. Because if you sleep, you'll end up getting beat by a team you shouldn't have lost to. And so, I mean, it's hard to win when you don't have your main guys. Especially, I mean, that's like core people right there. You think about it. LeBron, obviously. Zoe. He runs the offense, help runs the offense. And a phenomenal defender. Exactly. Helps out the defense. Pushes the pace. Rondo, same thing, plus veteran leadership. And then Kuz was hurt a little bit. That's like our second best score on the team, perennial score, the threat that opens up the court. McGee missed some time. McGee missed some time. That That's our rim defender. I mean... You see what I'm saying? We we had a lot of injuries, so that's I mean, what I'm just like. I can't fault it on Luke. Yes, Luke has shaky substitution. Oh yes, that that's true. That's, that's, that's for true. sure. You can learn from that though. Mm-hmm. You can learn. I'm like for sure firing firing our coach middle of the season is not gonna just automatically just push us to the playoffs. Not at all. When you got the, your star player doesn't even look like he wants to play with this team. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look like he wants to play with this team, and you know. Really was trying to mess up the whole team. Really mess up the whole team by shipping about the half the roster to New Orleans to get Anthony Davis. Yeah, I still don't. I oh, still LeBron's don't life is so hard, game. bro. LeBron's life is so hard. Like, bro, get it. Chill, fam. You, I you don't like get your butt right now. <laughs> sound like a LeBron hater. Ooh. Look. My bad for that volume spike. I know that's going to be loud wherever people are. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, I mean... That, that's what I'm saying. It's just it was it's bad timing. You got the injuries, the Bro, trades. I, you know I am and, a LeBron hater, huh? You know I'm a LeBron hater. I know. I mean, I think a little bit. Well, okay. I think a lot <laughs> is LeBron's fault, but at the same time, a lot not isn't because I mean, you think about it. You still have the media that does a lot of it. The questions they ask him, they they try and fish for it. But my problem with him is he knows why they're asking him. He knows the response they want, and instead of just shutting it down, he plays in the gray area. So he leaves a lot of uh, like wonder. And you're right, you, they they're they're men, but as for a young team, because that team is very young, it's not good to leave them in a gray area. And you see what happened when they got lost in the gray area. They got blew out by the Pacers by forty. Yeah, got blew out by the Pacers. Got blew out by the Sixers. Uh... I had a terrible loss against the Hawks. Exactly. And then, oh my God, so, bro, that pissed me I mean, bro. like, bro, that's what, that's why you, that's why I will never give LeBron any, any type of accolade over Kobe or Michael Jordan. We're not going to go into this debate right now. Oh my goodness. All right. Look, we're staying on subject, right. but this is what I'm saying. So part of it, I, I do give him the blame for that. I would rather him just be straightforward with it than to play in the gray area a lot like he does. I mean, I know, that's why a lot of people say he likes attention because, I mean, obviously I you get more attention when really, you Really, I don't that, even think he's focusing but, on basketball like that. 
he might not be. Well, he, I mean, he's already said, but see, dude's trying to be like, with dude's his comments. To, he already said he, he has nothing else to, bro, he's to I feel accomplish. Like, and I feel like he's trying to be such a social justice warrior and try to be like Colin Kaepernick and try to be like Martin Luther King or Muhammad Ali. I'm just, bro, like, I don't know if you heard, like, I don't know if you watched First Take this morning mm-hmm. where they were, I guess, they were, they've been, the reporters have been asking him, you know, how he went to the, the Duke versus Virginia game. Right. Um, they, the reporters are asking him if, him and Rich Paul went to go recruit Zion. And, you know, Rich Paul has become the NBA's enemy now mm-hmm. uh, because the whole, how this whole Anthony Davis situation has played out and everything. But he really tried to play the race card for Rich Paul and said people are, people are just getting on him because he's black. Are you serious, bro? You're trying too hard. You are really trying too hard to be a social justice warrior. Like, you are trying too hard. Like, focus. You need to focus on your team because your team is in the 10th spot. It brings, uh, it, no, end, don't bring up that 10th spot. Bro, that, 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 and that brings, me, and that brings me to, to my next topic. Do you see the Lakers getting into the playoffs? Because you have the Clippers as the, as the A seed, and, you know, they're a team that literally looks like they're not trying to make the playoffs with after, after their moves. From the trade deadline, Twice. it looks like they're trying. They're you know they're trying to tank and get a, keep their pick and get ready for next for the off season. Then you have the king, the Kings in front of them, and the Kings are the how I see the Kings. The Kings are this year's Nuggets team. I mean, not my bad. Well, last, last season's Nuggets. Nuggets team. I that's a great uh, analogy, that's a great comparison. Um, but yeah, because it's like they're there. Like I feel like next year. I don't know. I don't think the Kings will make the playoffs, but next year for sure the Kings are in the playoffs. De'Aaron Fox is only going to get better. Buddy Hill is finally coming into his own. They just He's traded for finally in the right system. I called. Yep, it. I called it. <laughs> you know they traded for Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley. You know he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't really been healthy this season, but he's. When he's on the court, he's been you know phenomenal. I, like I forget what game it was where he had he posted about thirty two points and thirteen rebounds. Yeah, you got Willie Cauley Stein on yeah. there too. And they have um, a bench. Honestly, I I can <laughs> I know they're trying to lose or well, well a lot of people say they're trying to lose, but the Clippers, right? Yeah, but I mean the way they're playing, especially with Lou Williams, man, he's balling. They could just make the playoffs and end up going for a run. You never know because. See how it works both ways. You can lose, even though you're not supposed to lose, or try and lose and get the picks, or you can ball out, maybe go far deep into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden Clippers look even better when it comes to free agency. Free agency. So mm-hmm. And that's I what mean, and that's what I was saying in uh the podcast, the last podcast. I don't even mm-hmm. know if you listen to it, but Of course. I'm just saying, bro. I know. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I said in the last podcast. I was saying that you know they're they're a team. The Clippers are for sure a team that's going to give you everything they got mm-hmm. every night. It's, they're going to have competitive games. There might be blowouts, but they're going to be in those games no matter what because that's just how that team is coached. Right. That's how that team is built. That's how that team is coached. I mean, you have Lou Will still giving you buckets. Yeah. Landry Shamet or oh, Shamet. Dude, that was traded. a steal. He was that was a steal. I know he got traded though. Yeah, uh, the Sixers traded him to the Clippers. I know, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. saying he got traded. That's crazy. That was a that's steal a of a trade, bro. Uh, bro, and, uh, the game against the Celtics, I was watching that game. Bro, bro was cashing. Cashing. I was just was, like, I was, was like, I was like, hold up. This really might be the best 
the best player they got in all their trades. Mm-hmm. I, I listed that Zubats. Zubats gonna. I, I feel like Zubats is still a great, still a great addition. Yeah, still gonna be a big core, core piece for the rest of the season. But Landry Schmidt is someone I feel like they got a young prospect that now they have under contract for a while now. Dude's a shooter. Like they're they're trying to call him the you know, the next JJ Riddick for them. I wouldn't give him that, but he does cash, though. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but he does cash. That's that's without a doubt. He's been balling. And you know what? A thing I think that he has, though, above J.J. Wright, I say J.J. Wright, obviously, to me, is a far superior shooter, even though he uh, still cashes. He's a better playmaker. Uh, I think he's more athletic, too. Yes, that as well. But I, he just had, And he has more room to grow. Mm-hmm. That Yes, that as well. He has more room to go. But my the thing that surprised me most was just his playmaking. Mm-hmm. Even though He's not like a... A De'Aaron Fox type of playmaker, but I think because of his shooting, he still has the knowledge, and because, like you say, his athleticism to still be able to make plays for other people. So, I mean, I could I could see that him being one of the the best uh, aspects they got out of that trade. I don't know. I guess Clippers. I could see them going in there. Kings, obviously, just because of like you said, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hill. <laughs> They can take them really far mm. where they've been playing, and then you, Bagley was hurt for a long time. He got back and started balling. So I mean, even if he keeps up to just this plateau, he's still balling. But from logical standpoint, if he's doing this already, he just might get better the more he plays. So I mean, he might be even balling harder. So you know, that's that. I mean, honestly, I could see it happening because the so way you, so we're you, acting right now is wild. Yeah, you see us out. Yeah, you see us out. I see. If you had to bet, if you had to bet money on it, say if you had to bet Vegas money on it, you would you? Um, you're con- are you confident enough that the Lakers will miss? It's hard to doubt because we do have. Obviously, we have LeBron, but I yeah I do I see us missing right tenth in the West. I mean, I could see it happening, especially because our people are still hurt. The team isn't playing. It would be a different story if we had all our people back and we're losing games even though we're playing tomorrow. Right now, we have people hurt. We have people focusing on other stuff. We're losing games. We're not playing hard. We're not playing defense. Everything's in disarray. We got media talking about coaches being fired. We got LeBron focusing on social issues and other stuff. I mean, it just doesn't look good from the outside. Obviously, we don't know for sure because, like mm-hmm. you said, we only have an outside view. We're not an inside source. So, I mean, that's just really how I feel. How do you feel? I think we miss. I don't know. I think I'll, I think we do miss honestly. But I want to see once Lonzo gets back how everything flips around. Exactly. When if Lonzo gets back uh, next week for the first game, then we're straight. I feel like we're straight. You think we're straight? You think we'll Good. squeeze in? Yeah. So I mean, I, I just you think we'll go seventh or eighth? I don't know. I think we'll go eighth. Eighth. So then we'll probably be. Matching I don't know, man. This like is tough. Warriors. Yeah. I want, I, that would be interesting. Obviously, first round, even as much as I love the Lakers, and I think they because the they just need to, they really need to get their act together, and it's mainly LeBron. Yeah, because he needs to push them. He needs to actually be a leader for the first time, and and get them get them focused. But I know all the young players are hungry and they want to go. So, yeah. but <sighs> that's it for today's show. You know, you can follow Soul of the Game on Twitter at. Soul, S-O-L-E, of the underscore game. You know, again, I'm your host, Cameron Winston. Remember, we are a partner with the Post Podcast Network. 
Download that Tix Blitz app for concerts, sporting events, etc. You know, anything you want to say, Reed? Yeah. Also for the Soul of the Game Network, like I said, you want some topics discussed, tweet us, add us, whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as it's appropriate, we'll discuss it. You can even, you have certain talents, certain things you do, maybe certain team connections. You want to be on the show, just hit us up. And again, please... You know, if you listen to us on Spotify or iTunes, please subscribe and rate us because that will help a lot. I mean a lot. All right. Thank you for listening, guys.